Good afternoon, everyone. It is August already. It is August 5th, 2022, and welcome to the weekly broadcast from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association here in Jefferson City, Missouri. Today, however, we're going to take a little bit of a different track, kind of, sort of. We're going to talk about some stuff that impacts uh, the national events and some national things that could uh, affect us here in Missouri. First off, believe it or not, we're already planning for our 2023 Missouri Convention. We had a convention meeting uh, or a convention committee just this last week. We're starting to line things up. We will be having Top Golf. That's planned. We will not know if the Cardinals have a home game that week until the end of December. If they do, we're going to look at trying to get one of those party rooms again. The dates of the convention are near the end of May, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, that weekend, and then the couple days after at the end of May. And one of the things we're looking at doing is before the convention, bringing in the National Funeral Directors Association's celebrant training. The National Funeral Directors Association has this incredible program on celebrant training. Everyone who's taking it has said it was just the most amazing experience they've ever had and has helped them become a funeral director and help their funeral home become a better funeral home and better serve their constituents, their, their community, their customers, their families. You can find out more about the Celebrant Training by going to nfda.org and search for the Celebrant Training. We have the possibility of perhaps bringing that to our convention in May. It is a commitment, however. The program would last Friday afternoon, all day Sunday, and then, excuse me, Friday afternoon, all day Saturday, and then Sunday morning. It is, in effect, a three-day commitment. Friday afternoon, all day Saturday, Sunday morning. You'd be done in time for any of the social events that we have on a Sunday, but it is, again, a pretty significant time commitment. It also does, will cost additional fee in a, uh, that's not part of the convention. It will run probably somewhere between eight and $900, depending on whether you're an NFDA member or not. Again, though, that's not cheap, and that's not... Uh, that's not uh, easy as far as time goes because it's a three-day commitment. So it's a it's commitment both time and money. But let me tell you, everyone that's taking it has said that it was worth every penny. But of course, to bring that down from National Funeral Directors Association to Missouri, we would have to have sufficient number of people that are willing to commit to take that class. And they would have to commit early enough so that we would be able to give numbers up to Wisconsin at NFDA and let them know this is how many people that we're going to have and make sure it's worth their while to come down and teach the class. So next week, we're going to be sending out a uh, interest survey. Now, this is non-binding, okay? You don't commit to anything, but we do want you to answer it honestly. If you think, if you have a, if you think that you will, would attend a, this kind of event, if you would have people from your funeral home attend this event, if you're willing to commit to those three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, and pay that money, let us know. Please don't tell us you're interested if you really don't think you would do that. But if you are interested, please tell us, because this is going to be our first step in determining whether or not we'll be able to bring this incredible program to the state of Missouri as part of our convention. So look for that next week. 
Also on the national level, the National Funeral Directors Association is having their election for their board member officers, their board members and officers. That is going on right now. If you are an NFDA member, you have the right to vote. It's all online. All you have to do is type NFDA voting 2022 and it'll pull you up to the page. Of course, you'd have to log in with your member number and all that in order to vote. The Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bomber Association has not endorsed any of the candidates. Uh, there are contested positions all up and down the line. And although our board is if our board has not endorsed anyone, if we had endorsed anyone, I wouldn't be able to tell you that we've endorsed anyone because the rules of the National Association say that we're not allowed to push an endorsement out in anything where we send it out on an email or a video or anything like that that goes out to the world. Myself, however, I would like everyone, this is me personally, I would like everyone, if you're able to vote, to take a look at the secretary uh, treasurer slot. Uh, there are two candidates running there. I only personally know one of them, and that's Linda Allen Earl. She's from Collinsville, Illinois, funeral director. She's the past president of the Illinois Funeral Directors Association. And I can tell you she has been a great friend to me and to Missouri in general. She has attended our conventions. She has attended district meetings in the St. Louis area. And she's done a great job at publicizing Missouri events in particularly Southern Illinois it helps us get Southern Illinois funeral directors to attend our, our convention and, and other events when they're in the St. Louis area. So take a look at all the candidates, their bios, there's videos, but give a consideration to Linda Allen Earl because that is someone that we here in Missouri know. She's close by. She is a good friend. Again, no endorsement from the association, but if you're an NFDA member, please check all of the candidates out and especially take a look on for you know, me personally, take a look at the Linda Allen Earl. So there's that going on. More from the national uh, perspective, and this isn't really NFDA. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. But believe it or not, it is still possible for your funeral home to maybe get more money out of the COVID relief funds through taxes tax rebates, tax credits. The CARES Act included an employee retention tax credit that your funeral home might be eligible for if you kept employees through the pandemic, if you can show that you were impacted because you and every Missouri, by the way, just about every Missouri funeral home can probably prove that they were impacted because it includes things like you are not able to have a full funeral, you're only allowed to have 10 people at a graveside service and all that. It should not be hard for any funeral home to show that they were impacted. It does not necessarily uh, disqualify you if you got the PPP money, the loan that was for forgivable for keeping on employees during that time period. There was a period of time where the CARES Act tax credit money for employee retention, you couldn't do that if you got the PPP money, but that's been taken away. Um, whether or not your funeral home is actually eligible, you're going to have to check with your accountant. So if you haven't done so, now would be a good time to check with your accountant to see if you are eligible for some of this CARES Act employee retention funds. It is still out there. Also, uh, the, uh, the money that is there for funerals, 
for people who were uh, died directly or indirectly as a result of COVID-19, that is still available. And that money was approved by Congress all the way through the end of this November. So anyone who's passed away from uh, the beginning of the pandemic through November, we don't know if that's going to be extended yet. Um, hard to say, but at least everyone who has passed away from COVID-19 from the beginning of this pandemic through the end of the November is eligible for those funds to pay for their funeral service. Once again, as we pointed out before, we are continuing to get issues sent to our office where some family is dealing with a frontline, you know, phone operator uh, call center and that call center person is telling the family things that are wrong, flat out wrong, like they need a long form death certificate. No, they don't. Like they need to have already paid the funeral bill. No, they don't. Uh, if you run into those, email that to us here. We will send it off to the supervisor that we know of in Kansas City that has worked on these issues. And hopefully we can get that resolved for you. Also interesting from the National Funeral Directors Association at the leadership conference last month, we were briefed on the NFDA that helped with the new formaldehyde study. That new formaldehyde study has been published and it is good news. Basically, to boil it down, it shows that, that funeral homes that use the proper procedures, those folks are not in any more danger from getting anything bad from, from aldehyde. Uh, than a whole lot of other things. It's it, basically, it, it's not a significant problem. Now, will that change the formaldehyde standard? Hard to say. Um, there was some rumblings early on that the, uh, a few years ago, that the uh, federal government wanted to increase the uh, strictness of the formaldehyde standard. That meant you would have to have lower limits in your embalming room area. At the very least, this formaldehyde study, I would hope, would put an end to a push to make the formaldehyde standards more strict for your funeral homes. I don't know if it will lead it to being less strict to your funeral home, but at the very least, uh, there's, a, I think, a good feeling that this formaldehyde study will help out funeral homes in the long run, at least make sure things don't get any more uh, complicated, more restrictive, more expensive for your funeral home. Also take a look, it's not get, it's getting close. If you are planning to go to Baltimore for the National Funeral Directors Association Conference, now's the time to start looking for your hotel rooms. Uh, they are going fast. If you want a hotel room that's near where the convention center is in Baltimore, I took a look today for one of our board members who wanted to go, wanted me to check out to see uh, what rooms might be available. Um, and a couple of hotels had only one or two rooms left for that time period. The uh, national conference runs from approximately uh, October 9th through the 13th. However, they also have uh, stuff that goes on before the convention as well. Get Again, if you go to nfda.org, look at the uh, seminars and conferences, check on the international exposition you'll see all the details. You can see the agenda. It is a good event. Uh, you get to see a lot. You get to learn a lot. And we always try whenever possible to have a nice little reception somewhere sponsored by one of our 
wonderful sponsors at the Missouri Funeral Directors Association. Last year, I believe, it was Parkway Advisors uh, and a few and a couple other people. The Missouri Funeral Trust does uh, investment advisor. Uh, helped us with uh, having a nice little reception at last year's convention. We'll see if anybody uh, wants to do that this year. But we try to get all the Missouri people together at some point uh, to have some uh, beverages, some hors d'oeuvres, get together, a little fellowship, a little fun uh, there as part of the annual convention. But do check that out now. The National Funeral Directors Association has an early bird registration that's going on right now. I think that only runs through September. Um, so you'll need to, if you want to do save some money and get the early bird registration, you're going to want to do that pretty soon. And also, again, like I told you, hotel rooms are sell are selling out fast. The NFDA does have a block of rooms. They do have a block of rooms through a couple hotels that are fairly close to the convention center that you can book through the NFDA website. Uh, to be honest with you, from what I looked at, you can get cheaper elsewhere. It might be just a little bit farther away from the convention center, but those rooms are filling up as fast as well. And every year that block of rooms that they have from the National Funeral Directors Association sells out every year. So now is the time to start planning for that. Lastly, come back to Missouri real quick. Um, we have had some great meetings with the state dealing with both vital records and trying to speed up the process of getting death certificate correction affidavits done. We're hoping to have some ways to get that done faster here in the very near future. We have been told that, once again, the state has gotten approval for a new computer system for death certificates that will include being able to make death certificate corrections online. Those of you in the Kansas uh, area, that do anything with the Kansas system, you know you can make corrections online. Uh, the plan is to have that in Missouri. That's the good news. The maybe not as good news is that uh, it's going to be a couple of years before that goes online. The current uh, target date to have the new system go online is July 2024. But if we get what they're telling us they're going to get, that will be a huge benefit to all our funeral homes. We've also been talking with the state about the educational requirements for embalmers and funeral directors. If you watched the last few episodes here, you know that's a big issue that we're dealing with, not just here, but nationally. Nationally, because again, as we said, 18 states so far have either made that arts exam optional or replaced it with something else or are working to do that this upcoming year. So the states are all trying to get together, executive directors like myself, to kind of come up we can't come up with a uh, model legislation dealing with the arts exam because all the states come from too many different places. Some states have a joint license that's a combination of funeral director and bombers. Some have separate. Some require different educational uh, requirements as a base level that Missouri doesn't. So while we couldn't come up, there's really no way to come up with a model piece of legislation that deals with the arts exam. What we're trying to do is come up with uh, talking points data, statistics, and success stories from throughout the country that each state can use that has a, a, a nice template, at least, that we can take to our regulators and our legislature types to see what we can do about making it uh, easier for people to become funeral directors and bombers without lowering what we feel are important standards, but eliminating what many people feel is an unnecessary 
obstacle burden and uh, bottleneck to becoming part of the profession. And many of you have emailed us and let us know what you think about that. Keep doing that. We've already had a couple good ideas that we hadn't thought of that people suggested that we're going to include in our discussions. Uh, we have been invited to, at a future date, to speak to the State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors about this issue. The first meeting of the new State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors Association is next week on the 11th. You can see their agenda on their website. Uh, they have a huge, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, open discussion, a lot of uh, other issues going on. I think they're going to have to go into closed session for much of this first meeting because they do have a huge backlog of items that the state board needs to address with. Um, some disciplinary actions, some application actions, a whole lot of things that have been built up over the past year when we've not had a, a state board meetings going on that they need to address. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of time for a lot of people to make comments and to talk about things other than what's strictly on their agenda, because I think they're going to have to go into close for most of it, but we'll see. Uh, but they'll probably be having another meeting in September and, uh, they usually have one in December as well. So if you ever get a chance to go to one of the state board meetings, I highly recommend it. You learn a lot. Historically, the Missouri State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors, every board that I've ever dealt with, uh, whether you agree with them or not, they run great meetings. They really do. Uh, they always have historically allowed everyone that's there to have an opportunity to speak their mind. Of course, you can't interrupt what they're doing. You know, you can't just jump in and and, and interrupt or get into arguments with them. That, that wouldn't be right. But uh, historically, uh, the, all the state boards uh, have uh, allowed the people that show up there to uh, tell them what they think, tell them what concerns them, tell them what they suggest should be done or how they feel about what the state board has just done. And I have no reason to believe that the new state board won't follow in the footsteps of the previous state boards and have very good meetings, at least from the perspective of allowing people there to give their input. So I don't know how much input you'll be able to give at this next meeting if you come on the 11th, but I think it'll be, uh, if they have a September meeting, that'll probably be one where there'll be a, a more chance for them to have uh, people make presentations and talk about things and all that. But anyway, uh, follow that. You can get on again the State Board's website. Oh, that's other good news too. I think the state board's uh, going to be having a new website in the not too distant future, and they're going to have a new professional registration online system that is, should be coming up soon. Those, uh, I believe, money has been approved for all that as well. For those of you who have heard me talk about the state board's website for many years, uh, I always say it's an excellent website for 1986. That's not their fault. They haven't had the money to approve to, to improve it at all, but... Uh, we're cautiously optimistic that they do have the funds to improve that website and, and bring it at least into uh, closer to the uh, 21st century. Uh, that would be nice. I know they want to do it. They've been wanting to do it for a long time, and hopefully they'll be able to get that done soon. So that's all today. A lot from the national organization, some of which impacts us here. Be sure to get on NFDA.org if you're an NFDA member, and we know a lot of you are. Check out the elections. Check out the celibate training. Even if you're not a member of NFDA.org, you can take the celibate training, okay? That's something I should make clear. If we're able to get this celibate training to Missouri, 
You do not have to be a member of the National Association to take that training. It does cost you a, a, a couple dollars more, but you can still do it. So check out what the Sullivan training is all about. Check out the voting. Look at all of the candidates. They have bios. They have videos. Please vote. All right. Please vote if you're an NFDA member. Um, and you can uh, find a whole bunch of information about the candidates there. The formaldehyde study, there's information out there on that. Of course, as always, if you have any questions about any of these things, give us a holler here at the Jefferson City office at 573-635-1661 or email us at info at mofuneral.org. Until next time then, stay cool, stay dry, and stay safe.